Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Whether you're just getting started or you're a Hollywood headliner, movie auditions are a reality for every actor. However, even the best of the best can end up getting these completely wrong and end up with an audition that completely crashes and burns, often through impressive and hilarious acts of self-sabotage. I'm Josh from WhatCulture.com, and these are 10 excuses actors used for blowing major movie auditions. Number 10. Mark Strong went on a drunken bender with Daniel Craig, a Pierce Brosnan James Bond film. Though Mark Strong didn't actually confirm the specific role outright, he did state that it was a villain in one of Pierce Brosnan's four James Bond films. In a recent interview with Sky One, Strong admitted that a celebratory night out on the town caused him to blow his chance at becoming a Bond icon during an audition the next day. He said, quote, I learned the lines, and to celebrate, I went out for a drink, and I got pissed. I overdid it, and then the next day, I was severely hungover. I started, then I just forgot my lines, couldn't remember what they were, and they all just kind of fell apart. I was sweating. It was a terrible experience, but I really learned from it, end quote. The kicker, though, is that Strong's drinking buddy for the night was an actor who would become synonymous with 007 a few years later. He said, quote, The irony was, the guy I was out with the night before getting pissed with was Daniel Craig, so I blame him. End quote. It is an incredible story, and as much as Strong gets pigeonholed as a villain these days, he absolutely would make an incredible Bond baddie, and better still, nowadays he probably wouldn't even need to audition for it. Number 9. Jake Gyllenhaal's agents didn't tell him he needed an English accent, The Lord of the Rings. Jake Gyllenhaal was among the many young actors who auditioned for the role of Frodo Baggins. And though Gyllenhaal presents himself as a pillar of confidence these days, back in the late 90s he was still a teenager with just a handful of roles to his name. In an interview with Jimmy Fallon, Gyllenhaal confirmed that he flubbed the audition big time, citing one key reason, that his agents were so excited about scoring him the audition that they actually forgot to tell him that the part required an English accent. As a result, Gyllenhaal performed the whole audition in his own American accent, prompting Peter Jackson to offer him some brutally honest feedback and calling him the worst actor he's ever seen, and then advising him to fire his agents for failing to tell him about the accent requirement. Gyllenhaal's career obviously flourished regardless, and had he won the Frodo role, the world would have been robbed of his unforgettable work in Donnie Darko. Number 8. John Krasinski was intimidated by Chris Hemsworth's physique, Captain America the First Avenger. When he was still working on The Office, John Krasinski auditioned for Captain America, and in an interview with Graham Norton spoke about the excruciating audition process. Though he insists he was a fringe choice for Cap, he actually got far enough along to try on the Captain America costume and perform a screen test. Krasinski though said the audition fell apart when he encountered Thor himself, Chris Hemsworth, on the studio lot while putting on the costume. The scantily clad Hemsworth bulging 
muscles and all, greeted Krasinski and immediately made him realize that he wasn't nearly the physical specimen necessary to play a cat. Though he ultimately did go through with the audition, his confidence had clearly been knocked by crossing paths with Hemsworth, and the eventual part went to Chris Evans. A few years later, however, Krasinski would get into phenomenal shape for the 2016 Michael Bay film 13 Hours, so don't count him out of the superhero game entirely yet, especially as he's expressed his willingness to play Mr. Fantastic in the MCU's upcoming Fantastic Four movie. Number 7. George Clooney went full method by getting drunk. Bram Stoker's Dracula. Clooney has stated in an interview that he was supposed to play a drunk guy in Dracula, but it isn't quite clear whether he's referring to a nondescript bit part or if he was in fact auditioning for Dracula himself, as went so fittingly to Gary Oldman and simply had to play drunk for the audition. Whatever the part though, Clooney ballsed up the audition in a major way by deciding to go full method. He said, quote, I got really drunk to do it because I thought that was the best way to do it, end quote. Sadly, Francis Ford Coppola didn't much care for this approach, and post-audition, the legendary filmmaker even contacted Clooney's agent to inform them that he showed up to the audition wasted. Of course, fame came well and truly a knocking for Clooney a few years later, though, when he won the role of ER's dreamy Dr. Doug Ross. Number six, Robert Pattinson tried and failed to pretend he was American. Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. Shortly before his career exploded with the role of vampire Edward Cullen in the Twilight movies, Robert Pattinson tried out for this small supporting role in the second Transformers film as Sam Witwicky's roommate Leo, and claims himself to have given an audition so bad it nearly cost him his agent. In an interview with MTV News, Pattinson explained that he spent the audition pretending that he was an American actor despite the casting team being well aware that he was in fact English. He said, quote, I thought I was being funny. I was saying I was from somewhere in America because I always kept thinking that if you say you're English, then they judge your American accent. But they knew I was English, so they were listening to my backstory about being from Denver, and they were like, what is this guy on? End quote. It all worked out for the best, though. Twilight made Pattinson an overnight megastar and rich enough to start pursuing quote-unquote worthier acting projects in its wake. Number five, Tim Curry claims that he was too terrifying. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Tim Curry, who had terrified audiences a few years earlier as the Lord of Darkness in Ridley Scott's Legend, though hadn't yet played Pennywise in the It miniseries, was in the mix to play Judge Doom, though he claims that the producers ultimately found his audition too terrifying for its own good. Now, Who Framed Roger Rabbit walks on a tonal razor's edge as it is, in trying to appeal to both adult fans of film noir and young fans of animation, and evidently the filmmakers felt that Curry's innate creepiness was just a little bit too much. Considering how skin-crawling Christopher Lloyd's performance is, though, one could only imagine what Curry must have brought to the table. Number 4. Aaron Paul's audition was ruined by J.J. Abrams' trolling. Cloverfield. The specific role in question here has never been confirmed, but it is almost certainly either protagonist Rob or comic relief supporting character Hood. Having previously had a small part in J.J. Abrams' Mission Impossible 3, the director invited Aaron Paul to audition for Cloverfield, which Abrams was a producer on. But Abrams ended up throwing Paul off his game big time with a feat of possibly inadvertent trolling. That's because while shooting Mission Impossible 3, Paul learned that Abrams had a fondness for magic tricks, and when Paul mentioned this to him, the director convinced him to try and perform a card trick in front of the entire cast, including Tom Cruise. When it came time to audition for Cloverfield, though, he asked ahead of time whether Abrams would be there, and was told that he wouldn't be attending. But lo and behold, JJ indeed did turn up and caused Paul to tank the whole thing. As told on Variety's Actors on Actors, he said, quote, I walk in and JJ's there. He brings up the magic trick story and I lose my train of thought. I have three pages of a monologue that I memorize and that was my audition and he has to tell me the story about the card trick and now I'm super awkward. 
He's like, now get started. And I start doing this monologue and I completely lose my train of thought. And I stop and I apologize to JJ. And he's like, that's okay. Thanks for coming in. And I'm like, see ya. And I walked out. It was awful. End quote. Number three, Freddie Prince Jr. lectured Sam Raimi about Venom for 25 minutes. Spider-Man. Put off a slew of commercially successful genre films like I Know What You Did Last Summer and its sequel, and She's All That, Freddie Prince Jr. snagged himself an audition for Spider-Man. But in a 2019 episode of his podcast Prince and the Wolf, the actor admitted that he effectively sabotaged his own shot by spending the entire meeting with director Sam Raimi talking about a character who wasn't even in the movie. That being, of course, Venom. He said, quote, I got a meeting with Sam and I was super excited, super nervous. Went in and we sat down. It was only like three people that he was talking to and I sat down and he goes, so tell me, tell me what you love about Spider-Man. I go into this whole like universe of what my favorite parts of Spider-Man were and I foolishly bring up the alien symbiote, which is Venom. When I left, I literally was like, you just talked about Venom instead of Spider-Man for 25 minutes, you stupid asshole and I drove home so upset and angry, end quote. This, of course, is extra excruciating, considering that Sam Raimi himself would later reveal years later that he didn't have much of an interest in Venom as a character at all, and only included him in Spider-Man 3 after being pressured by producers. Number two, Michael B. Jordan blamed the vague audition script, Star Wars The Force Awakens. Michael B. Jordan already had literally dozens of roles under his belt before J.J. Abrams began casting actors for The Force Awakens. But this being Star Wars, everybody not named Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford, or Carrie Fisher had to audition. In a recent interview, Jordan opened up about auditioning for Finn, and the unique problem he encountered with the process. Above all else, he struggled to connect with the part due to the secrecy of the production, which meant that he didn't actually audition with the scenes from the movie script, but rather ambiguous placeholder sides written specifically for the auditions. He said, quote, I couldn't wrap my brain around some of the sides because, you know, when you're reading for these high-level projects, there's never really any specificity in the sides. Everything's, like, super vague. Everything is in secret. Reading through, I just couldn't connect to it. I definitely bombed that one for sure, end quote. It is easy to picture Jordan playing a character as likable as Finn, though given that his failure here made for an overnight start out of John Boyega, while Jordan himself went on to enjoy enormous success in both Creed and Black Panther, it is hard to argue with the outcome for either actor. Number one, Harry Hamlin dissed Steven Spielberg during a hidden camera audition, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Harry Hamlin, who appeared in hit legal drama series L.A. Law throughout the 80s, took part in a most unorthodox audition for director Steven Spielberg, and one which he colossally screwed up. According to Hamlin, he was brought in to audition for Indiana Jones, but encountered a deeply strange audition where Spielberg asked him to make a cake. When I got there, Stephen came down. He said, Harry, I'm so sorry, but George Lucas's plane is going to be late. He's flying down from San Francisco, and it's going to be at least 45 minutes until he gets here, end quote. The filmmaker then asked him and an actress trying for Marion to bake a chocolate cake using the production's office kitchen, without instructions no less, before Spielberg exited the room and left the pair to figure it out for 40 minutes. Hamlin evidently didn't realize that this peculiar task was part of the audition itself, or that he was actually being secretly recorded by Spielberg and Lucas. And so Hamlin freely sounded off on the director in a way that he believes cost him the job. He explained, quote, During that time, because Amy Irving, who Spielberg later married, had been a good friend of mine, I was talking about how Amy was calling her friend group in LA and saying that this guy, this director guy, was stalking her in New York, and how she was kind of getting annoyed because this guy, Steven Spielberg, was showing up at the stage door every night with flowers. 
It never occurred to me that we were actually in the audition while we were making the cake. He went on to say, quote, I'd been riffing on how annoying Steven Spielberg was to my friend Amy, so hey, guess what? I didn't get the part and I've never worked with Steven Spielberg, and I grant you that I never will work with Steven Spielberg, and I never learned how to make a cake, end quote. At least he seems to have a sense of humour about it all, and while Hamlin never became a Harrison Ford tier megastar, he has still enjoyed a fruitful TV career for the last four decades, so not bad. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com. <laughs> 